Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 50 of Impact Boom. My name's Tom Allen. I'm the founder of Impact Boom, and I'm passionate about bringing you the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. Today, to celebrate our 50th episode of Impact Boom, we've begun the Impact Boom report series. The reports will arm you with deep insights, trends, and inspiration on chosen themes to help you turn your ideas into impact. So snippets from episodes with world-leading changemakers from our archives have been pieced together, with the first report focusing on purpose. And as Helen Keller once said, true happiness is not attained through self-gratification, but through fidelity to a worthy purpose. So the question we're asking you today is how might you find define, refine, communicate, or be driven by your purpose to lead a fulfilling life? And this is a common question which has been answered throughout the previous episodes of Impact Boom. Now, for some of you, your purpose may be crystal clear, whilst for others, this may be something that you haven't quite fully fleshed out yet or thought about too much. So whether you have a deep understanding of what your purpose is or not, we certainly hope that this episode gives you some fresh perspectives and some strong food for thought. Personally, whilst I always felt there was a greater purpose to what I was doing in my work, it wasn't something I'd fully really considered until I watched Simon Sinek's 2009 TED talk called How Great Leaders Inspire Action. Within the talk, Simon Sinek unpacks his golden circle diagram, which helped myself and my clients over the years to better define and start with why with our projects. Now we hear a lot about purpose-driven or mission-driven businesses. So when we spoke to Danielle Jewell, we asked her about an article she'd written on LinkedIn about why defining your why is the most important statement your business can make. Within that article, she also unpacked the difference between business's purpose and mission. So we asked Danielle if she could share her thoughts and insights from the article. And this is what she said. That article was inspired by some purpose-led strategy and transformation work that we were doing with an energy wholesaler in Australia. We'd been working with their exec team for a few months and were ready to share our progress with the board. Part of that work involved helping the organisation develop a purpose. Previously, they'd only had a mission statement that in brief terms pretty much said, maximise shareholder value and make sure no one gets hurt. Now, their chairman challenged me in the board meeting about the difference between mission and purpose and why it mattered. And it's true that many organisations still use those terms interchangeably. Uh, But we define purpose as being a statement that describes why the organisation exists. Mm. Whereas a mission is more of a statement that describes what we do, for whom and how. Uh, The other term that people often use interchangeably with either mission or purpose is vision. Mm. Um, Now, they're not the same thing. In our opinion, a vision is a picture in words of what fulfilling your organisational purpose looks like that can capture the imaginations of your various stakeholders. So the purpose is why we exist. 
The vision is a picture and words of what fulfilling that purpose looks like. And the mission is a statement that describes what we do, for whom, and how. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned some of the qualities of a leader here. So if we could narrow that down perhaps to a few of the most important traits of effective purpose-led leaders, what would they be? Well, I always like the quote that, you know, if, if you're a leader, you have to have followers. And I know that um, I like to follow people who lead their own lives well. Mm. So I think that's a great starting point. I think purpose-led leaders also need to have empathy. Purpose-led leaders need to have a clear, authentic purpose for their organisation, uh, a clear why, why their organisation exists. And to have a clear purpose, that requires imagination and vision of what might be that's not yet. Purpose-led leaders need the ability to communicate that vision and that purpose effectively. And they also require the talent and discipline for attracting, inspiring and equipping others to execute on that purpose. So whilst Danielle Jewell gave us a really nice, clear, succinct summary on the difference between purpose and mission, she also highlighted purpose as a key ingredient for successful leaders. And this is something that Professor Brad Jackson also echoed when we spoke to him about leadership and social enterprise. But Brad Jackson also spoke about the importance of place in leadership. And this is what he said. My lifelong fascination is how do groups, communities, organisations, cities, sec uh, sectors, countries find a common identity, a common purpose in a common direction. Mm. To me, that's the critical contribution that leadership makes. I'm very impressed by the whole power of place and purpose in leadership, and I'm encouraging uh, people to move away from the kind of whole personality and positional obsession around leadership and actually saying it starts where you are. And one of the key acts of leadership is to actually define what is, in, what is important as far as place and purpose mm. is concerned. On bringing the conversation back to organisations as a whole, when I spoke to Nicholas Marchesi and Lucas Patchett from Orange Sky Laundry, a successful not-for-profit helping homeless Australians, I asked them what they believe were the fundamental ingredients for building a successful organisation that creates positive impact. This is how they responded. I think, I think it comes back to knowing what your purpose is and then defining that product. So for us, um, very early on, our purpose was purely to improve the hygiene standards of the homeless and very quickly we realised it was much, much more than that. It was, you know, people coming together, having a chat, connecting back with the community, but also what was the product associated with that. Our product, you know, it's not big and scary, it's not something that's not tangible, it's six dollars for a load of washing. And anyone can can buy into that. You might buy a thousand, you might buy ten, you might buy one. Anyone can really see that impact. Anyone can see stories that we share in our social media and um, where very close to being able to connect those washes with those donors. Every single wash that happens in our van all around Australia, it's got a name, it's got a location, it's got you know what's in the wash, it's got what time it happened and where it happened. Mm. And we can connect that with that donor and they can really see that tangible connection with, with our service. I think um, for us, it's again, knowing that product and, and knowing your purpose. So whilst knowing your product and purpose are considered essential, Vuta Kirsten also pointed out some of the confusion that the purpose-driven and mission-driven terms can cause, but he also pointed us to some of the biggest challenges that purpose-driven startups can face, and he pointed to cash flow. Here's what Vuta said. 
Interestingly, as a sort of a sideline remark, which also came up last week, you hear these terms purpose-driven and mission-driven, and yep. uh, and uh, sort of everyone knows what they what they mean and what they imply. Mm. But technically, you could say any company has a mission uh, and any company has a purpose. Maybe it's not a very social purpose or yeah, a social mission. Yep. It, it, it implies a distinction, but maybe it, it, it can also be confusing because any company can say they have a mission. But that's more a sideline remark. Mm, that's but a I good point. I understand the gist of the question. The, the first reply I would have for that is, is very basic and banal almost, and that's cash flow. Mm. Uh, in, in workshops uh, that I give to students about social entrepreneurship at the basics, uh, I have this uh, nice abbreviation, C-F-I-M-I-T-Y-M, <laughs> and I let them guess what it's about, and in sort of s- several steps they get to it, and it's basically cash flow is more important than your mother. <laughs> and I always, always say, okay, don't, don't take this literally, but uh, uh, <laughs> not to get into quite parents. But it's, it's, it's something that's often underestimated, and not necessarily more so by social entrepreneurs and etc. and focus mission-driven entrepreneurs, but maybe they somehow have the idea that, okay, uh, I have a social mission, so someone will uh, help me out financially, mm-hmm. and, and uh, our, our, our banks will be easier on me, and it, that's simply not the case. So, just like a lack of sufficient cash flow is reason of failure for 8 out of 10 startups, it, it's the same for social startups. So, whilst cash flow is deemed really important by Vuta for any entrepreneur, I asked Arne van Oostrom what advice he would give to budding social entrepreneurs who have an idea but need to take action to get their initiative started. And he responded by framing this within an example of a Mexican water purification client that he'd previously mentored. Here's what Arne said. The one thing that I always say to uh, startups and, and people who are, are kind of starting out with an idea yeah. is that if you don't have a purpose, it's going to be really difficult to to have sort of a sustainable model. Mm. Let me explain. So, for example, I was talking to this startup. I was, I was kind of mentoring this startup uh, in Mexico, and they had developed some uh, tools, some technology, basically to purify water. Yep. And they were talking about the, you know, explaining to me how it worked, et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah. because and, and basically there's, you know, there was aimed at uh, communities where they had, uh, we didn't have enough fresh water, mm. and uh, uh, but you know, and they, were, they kept talking about uh, their technology, how unique it was, and great, really. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not that smart, so I, you know, they were a lot smarter than I was, so I said, so all right, fine, technology, it look, it sounds good to me, you know, it works, <laughs> yeah. it works, fine. Right. Great, right. But uh, what, why are you doing this? And uh, and they said, uh, well, because uh, we don't, it's not there yet. Uh, we see there's a market. Uh, you know, I think there's a lot of need in uh, you know in, 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 in Mexico in their case, but also around the world. Mm-hmm. They said, yeah, yeah, okay, it's fine. But there's markets everywhere. I mean, there's you know there's you, know, you can do, you can do anything yeah. really. But why this? And they, and they started talking to each other like, um, I don't know, what does he mean? You know, <laughs> because it starts with one of them. He came from a poor area in Mexico, and 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 uh, there was not enough fresh water, and it led to all kinds of uh, problems, uh, health yeah. problems, etc., etc. And he said, I really want to help. I, I think that I, I, you know, that's. Something. I said, Hey, this is interesting. That's a great story, mm-hmm. because actually, 
That's because water purification is just one of the things that you can do. Yeah. You know, when you actually, but when your purpose is there to kind of help these communities with uh, creating a better life, you know, uh, which, which, you know, so it could be around health, healthier uh, water, food, et cetera, et cetera. Because what it means is that you become more flexible, sustainable in the sense that it's it's your ideas bigger than your product. You mm. are not your technology. You are more than that. So if government, because one of the things they were afraid of, that government would say, "Hey, that's a great idea. Let's just steal it," yeah. uh, you know, and then you're gone because you're all, you are your technology. But when you are about something bigger, when you are about a a, a movement, for instance, yeah. uh, you can do more than just. The, in this case, water purification. You can do many things. And you can also collaborate. You start seeing, hey, wait a minute, there's other, because we found other startups who were doing similar things, but then more around uh, sewage or, or, or waste or et cetera, et cetera. And yeah. said, you said, you can collaborate with these people because you have the same purpose. Mm. Anyway, I can connect I can connect to this. I can I can say, that's, I want to help them. Because yeah. that, that, that for me was like, oh, I thought the technology was fine, but I didn't really... I, I didn't know it was unique or anything. I didn't know. I had no clue. But yeah. when they started to talk that way, you know, about why they were doing it, I thought, that's really cool. I'm going to help you guys. So I think that really, really started thinking about your purpose. And your purpose should be something bigger than your product. Yeah. That's the one thing because it helps you make decisions later when things get tough, yeah. when, you, when, when your technology doesn't work or you're outdated. Uh, because that's going to happen really quick, mm. uh, and then you have to make a choice: Are we going to go to the left or to the right? Yep. What fits with your with your purpose? And and if you then you know you can say, okay, so we have to go to the left because that fits with our purpose, and nobody will ask you why did you do that. You said no because that's what we are. That's what we are about. You, you know, everybody who will work with you and your your, your customers and answers and they'll understand why you act in a certain way. So. This leads to a strong brand mm. because a brand is a brand is not your logo. It's you know it's, it's your purpose and how you actually execute, how you act, how you behave. Yeah, and that helps you get people in. If you want, if you need to hire people, you can you can hire the right people. Yeah, um, it, it helps you also keep those people in because they understand why they work there. They understand why you make decisions. They know understand the purpose, etc., etc. Et so mm. don't make the mistake of of, of trying to play business, you know, act like like you think you're supposed to act because it it looks like all companies sort of act in a certain way. You know, don't do that. Don't don't go there. Don't start hiring people because you think you need to hire people because companies hire people. Yeah. There are always other scenarios, other models. Mm. You know, so start with purpose and then build from purpose. You know, it's understand what what you are about and then use that as your blueprint, as your foundation, basically to build whatever you want to want to build. On the topic of staff retention, Roger Warnock also outlined how young people want purpose within a company, not just money. And he also spoke about how this is important for talent retention, if not for anything else. He also gave us a bit of a bonus about how social innovation and social enterprise are not the same thing. This is what Roger said. Up until a few years ago, certainly in the UK, people thought social innovation, social enterprise, the same thing. It's not. You know, mm-hmm. social enterprise only a very small part of innovation. Yeah. Social innovation, the fact that corporates and all are involved as well. So I think that that's where the sector is transforming in that, that there's a better understanding and it's opening up. Yeah. And I think going forward, that will, that will only increase. I think the big part to me is that bit 
the big opportunity is in the in the business side because of those skills and resources and also the impact of millennials coming through as well yeah younger people you know I grew up in the 80s in the UK. That was Thatcher. It was all about loads of money and make as much money as possible. That mm. was kind of what was bred into you. Yeah. Whereas now, young people coming out of university, and this is coming through in all the Deloitte's questionnaires and surveys and stuff, that young people want more. They want purpose within a company as yeah. well. It's not just about making a lot of money. Mm. Um, and I think that's going to have a significant impact on companies and they need to start looking at social innovation and various things as well for talent retention of nothing else yeah yep when speaking to tatiana glad i asked her what advice she would give to someone who's thinking of starting their own social impact initiative and i also asked what the key ingredients are to create a healthy collaborative and innovative work environment tatiana talks a little bit about shared purpose this is what she said the first thing is is to have a purpose like Mm. really to have a sense of you know what you're trying to change in the world yeah and what your theory of change is behind that. So we could have five people working all on making food healthier, but we might have five different approaches to that. And I think they're all valid until the food system has actually shifted, right? There's still a lot of work to be done. So I think having a clear purpose and a clear theory of change that you can articulate. And in terms of that that community, collaborative, healthy, innovative work Mm. environment, tell us more about the ingredients necessary for that. So, again, I'll say the word purpose, shared purpose. To me, everything starts with that. Excellent. A shared purpose, having a sense of what you're working on together, at least a meta goal. Mm -hmm. Um, Participation. Yep. So finding ways for people to participate. So one example with my team is we do participatory budgeting as part Mm -hmm. of our strategic process so that we have full transparency and people understand you know, the business we're in and what we're trying to do. Yeah. Um, so, so that's, and it's fun, you know, to be involved mm. in creating your own thing. So yeah. they're not staff, they're like co-entrepreneurs yeah. in this business and, and there are opportunities for that. Mm. And have results. Like, it's really nice to look back at some point when you've achieved something, you know, or you have results and maybe they've surprised you in some way, but to really be able to look back and understand, you know, what have you learned from that? Mm. Why has it worked or not worked as you anticipated? And yep. how's that springboard? Yeah, sure. So I think with any community, it, it keeps going if it has something that you know it's, it's proud of or can continue yep. or has concrete work to do. When speaking with Daniela Martinez, who runs an innovation consultancy called Circlo out of Mexico, Daniela spoke about the importance of doing meaningful work and why working with clients that have a strong purpose was essential. What we mean by purpose-driven innovation is that innovation, it's always something that has to be pushed towards action. Mm. So what we put behind the action is not only to do things, which is important, but you have to be strategic and there has to be a purpose. Mm. Like what's the bigger goal or what's your bigger intention or how you want to change the world? And we're going to help you find the process and find a way to that. Yep. But we're more about the end and not only the medium. Yeah. So our focus is in the process and tools and methodologies, but but only when they're connected to a, a purpose. We don't like doing things just because it's needed, yeah. but because it's meaningful to you, it's meaningful to your customers, or it's meaningful to your team. So I'm beginning to wrap the podcast up. We'll hear from Emma Kate Rose and Robert Pekin of Food Connect. We'll hear about Rob's journey and early days of farming and how that links to purpose. And to finish things up, Emma Kate Rose will leave us with some great food for thought. Yeah, I think uh, for, for me it's been, you know, when I had that epiphany and losing the farm, or yep. even through the last phases, those last two years of drought and yep. dealing with that, 
there was there was a group of us farmers who were already aware that our milk was going and we were all organic farmers our milk was being sold conventionally into mm. coles well we we also didn't have much of an idea yeah of what our milk ended up the end product it was or who drank it or sure. where it went yep. you know whether it ended up as dried milk in china yep. or fresh milk just down the road mm. so through those sort of um, those last couple of years and then the, the years after losing the farm thinking through well you know what can we do to address you know these sort of things that didn't make us excited about being in the food and agricultural system yeah um, having that sense of purpose has, has, has been always the thing that's kept me going mm. you, know, you can mm. you can have obviously you know dealing as Emma was saying you know dealing with whether it's the lack of money or the lack of customer support or, or in the early days in particular yeah the lack of awareness that ag- that food and agriculture was was a really serious issue sure. as a social enterprise. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, then uh, you can really sometimes be think, you know, well, why don't we just give up? You know, mm. no one's really ready for this. No one's really interested. Yeah. You know, they're all interested in just sort of doing issues based social enterprises. Yeah. But you know, that sense of purpose, that sense of addressing things at the systems level, is is a you know a huge challenge, mm. but also an exciting challenge. And uh, even when the kids, you know, they abuses from time to time for, you know, whatever it is, that, you know, um, not doing things that not more normal. mainstream kids, <laughs> yep. not being normal. Um, you know, I say, well, you know, I say, well, that's endemic mm. of the system that you live in and yep. I'll be really forceful that that's why we do Food Connect. And yeah, then they suddenly yep. go, oh, gee, okay. Mm. So there's a real sense of purpose why Excellent. we're here, what we're doing, um, even though it's bloody hard. It teaches a lot about yourself going into business. It's, mm. a, it's a great um, life learner. Yep. Um, yeah. And that's, that is... The journey, you know, um, that sometimes the purpose can be secondary to the yeah. the life journey that yeah. you're undertaking. So that's right. <laughs> it's a um, it's a side benefit. It's, it's a personal journey that yeah. makes you a much better person as a result. Mm. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people, and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.